Dog Thursday on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Sports are back, and MyBookie is now offering a 100% deposit bonus when you use the promo code SGP. Plus, a deposit this week gets a free $10 MLB futures bet from our friends at MyBookie. Remember the promo code SGP to play, to win, and get paid. And the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also teaming up with All Things Comedy to run back the 2019 playoffs via the Madden Simulation Games and giving away $10,000 in MyBookie credits while it's going on. The championship game is coming this Saturday night, depending on when you're hearing us on Three Dog Thursday. And right now, Sports Gambling Podcast Network is doing a $500 Super Bowl squares pool for the championship game of these playoffs. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash squares to get all the details that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash squares for everything going on right now with the madden simulations all things comedy and those squares that are up for grabs for the championship game on saturday We're also brought to you in part by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay-per-head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. And Three Dog Thursday brought to you in part by Jock Market, where daily fantasy becomes a stock exchange. Buy and sell shares of players with other users in real time while the games are going on, and each share has a guaranteed payout based on the final rankings. It's free to play. You get cash payouts for being able to win, whether you're talking about the PGA Tour contests every week, starting up for the NBA, and soon the NFL as well. Go to the Apple Store, download it under Jock Market MKT. Jock market soon to be in the android google play store as well the app is free you can enter for free you stay in the game and you win cash prizes remember the name jock market football fans it's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close, if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, TJ Reeves. And welcome in, everybody, to the only digital radio show that is devoted exclusively to the little guy, the upset-minded, the underdog, when those games are resuming, and a bunch of them are... I am your somewhat capable host. I'm looking forward to having some more fantastic conversations with our guests. Coming up, Brian Edwards will be here from MajorWager.com and Vegas Insider. Look forward to talking with him about the NBA restart right now at the bubble in Orlando for the NBA uh, as they get ready to ramp up and start their regular season back again and then play their postseason. Brian and I will have some thoughts and discussion about the resumption, about the testing, and about Zion Williamson and his involvement with the New Orleans Pelicans, their chase for the eighth spot in the Western Conference playoffs. Thoughts on all of those things with the NBA. Some college football conversation as well. Brian has got some interesting tidbits here in the month of July for some of the different teams. Again, there is a lot of unknown right now on what do the schedules look like. Are they going to be conference only? I've got some things to run by him about the early first and second week of the season, these out-of-conference matchups that have become really multi-million dollar paydays. Uh, So we'll talk to Brian about that and about whether or not those games are going to be played um, in Atlanta, et cetera, et cetera. Look forward to talking with him on uh, on that front. And then he's got UFC, Ultimate Fighting, Mixed Martial Arts on the UFC Fight Island. He's got a couple of underdogs for that fight card as well. We're looking forward to talking with him about that. Then our roundtable focuses on baseball. I've got uh, a couple of uh, tremendous, insightful guests uh, from the Boomer and Geo Morning Show, their executive producer, my longtime friend, colleague. He produced for me back in the 1990s in Tampa Bay. Al Dukes, El Duque, will be here. 
Uh, Dukes is part of that morning show where they talk nothing but New York sports on WFAN and the CBS Sports Television Network simulcast weekday mornings. I'm going to get Dukes' thoughts on the New York Mets, the New York Yankees playing without fans. What are the fans in New York talking about? Also with him, another broadcast colleague of mine who I've known for more than a decade. He's now in St. Louis, Chris Raby with KMOX Radio, the legendary Midwestern home of the St. Louis Cardinals on radio. Chris has been a longtime uh, broadcaster in and around the Cardinal broadcast, been doing some play-by-play for them uh, over the years, including the resumption of these uh, inter-squad games, these practice games, getting geared up. Just how psyched are they in Cardinal country? Some of the biggest, most passionate fans of Major League Baseball are St. Louis Cardinal fans, and their hatred for the Chicago Cubs runs deep. That that, that rivalry runs some uh, 90 to 100 years. So anyway, Chris, and Al here on the roundtable talking baseball, the resumption of it, uh, and, and also what, what those guys have been up to during the pandemic, etc. We always have fun on the roundtable. We always have fun on this show. Hopefully you're already subscribed, whether you found us through a social media link or however you came across the show through the Sports Gambling Podcast Network feed through sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Subscribe to Three Dog Thursday, Apple Podcast on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts, Red Circle, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Go find us and subscribe. Rate us, review us where others will be able to find it. Again, uh, numerous ones of you have rated and reviewed the show. Keep doing that. If you're new to the program, subscribe and rate and review. It will come automatically to you. And in terms of the video podcast, I'll be saying this throughout the show, go to the YouTube page, Three Dog Thursday. Search Three Dog Thursday for the YouTube page and uh, and see the roundtable every week on video, but subscribe. It'll come automatically to you with a ding, with a notification. Hit the bell there on the Three Dog Thursday YouTube page. We'd love to have more subscribers, love to have more of you engage on the video. Gotten a lot of positive feedback right now on the video roundtable for Three Dog Thursday and all the topics and all the stuff. So some baseball, we've got some NBA, we've got the NHL resuming. Hopefully we've got the football cranking up. Looking forward to talking uh, all of that with with all the different things that have been happening uh, here. And again, remain positive, folks. I mean, there's a lot of negativity out there. We should still be mindful with coronavirus that is uh, that is ongoing. Social distancing, yes. Masks in public, yes. Absolutely, when I'm out with my family, etc. Uh, if not just for your situation where you believe you're young enough and healthy enough, and I'd love to think of myself still as young enough as well as healthy enough, but uh, for your parents, for your grandparents, for those that are older, be considerate of those that may be immune compromised, that may be older, that you're trying not to spread it to. Wear the mask, social distance, but by all means, let's continue to be optimistic. And I think sports can unite us, can bring us together. Uh, I think it is something that is needed uh, right now in a lot of communities, in a lot of places where forget about politics, forget about being from different political backgrounds, different races, different religious backgrounds, male, female, whatever the case is, we can unite with sports and with team sports. You know, bravo to NASCAR and to golf and to boxing and to UFC that have come back as sports. But by and large, those are individual sports. When we're talking about team sports, as Al's going to be talking about the Yankees on the uh, on the roundtable, or Chris is talking about the Cardinals, or when we get to the basketball, the Laker fans get to talk about their team, or the, the Celtic fans get to talk about their team, and on and on. Uh, to the NFL, whether you're talking about Patriots or Cowboys or my Tampa Bay Buccaneers that now have Tom Brady, by the way. We have reason to be excited. These are things that unify us, that bring us together. Whether you root for the Cleveland Cavaliers or you root for the Seattle Seahawks or we go to the college game and you root for the Florida Gators or the USC Trojans or the Ohio State Buckeyes, it brings us together. Team sports. Uh, you know, whether you're a New York Rangers fan or, or, or whether you're a Texas Rangers fan, uh, it, it, it all adds up. Uh, and to us loving and enjoying sports. So let's be positive. Let's be safe. Let's be smart. These different leagues are taking the precautions and have the guidelines to get sports back. I'm anxious to talk more about it and looking forward to it. To that end, let's get to our guests. Can't wait to mix it up with them as we rock along here as part of Three Dog Thursday. Let's go. Yes, indeed. He will start things off once again. Love the insight, the analysis, even the humor of one Brian Edwards, MajorWager.com and Vegas Insider back on Three Dog Thursday. 
How are we feeling as we inch closer baseball back this weekend? Hoops and hockey about to be back. We hope for the football. We know we have UFC. We know we have boxing and NASCAR and golf. Good to have the sports churning back around, and we're, we're going through all the stuff, all the games and everything, and getting ready. Yeah, man, and I, I think that the momentum that was certainly heading in a negative direction the last 10 days, or, or when we were talking last week, probably the last 10 days before that, I think in the last seven days from now, it is the momentum is back to the positive side, and, you know, it looks like Alabama's going to get BYU for the opener instead of USC and play in Tuscaloosa. And it looks like the SEC is, uh, is dead set on playing 12 games each team. And I saw the Texas uh, AD said this morning it is their plan to start on time and to – uh, play 12 games. The Florida High School Athletic Association, they are starting on time. They decided that a couple nights ago. Um, not that we cover or, or can right, bet on high right. school, but any any positive news is good news. We're taking, all, we're taking all positives, that's for sure. And Texas has said their high school football intends to start. I mean, in the South, this stuff is like religion on Friday nights and then on Saturdays for the high school and the college. Interesting that California already announced no high school football. This is in July. No high school football for the entire rest of the year. That Again, I am dumbfounded at why you are canceling things for the rest of the year in July as opposed to, hey, we're postponing the start. I mean, Ryan, you and I agree. I'm preaching to the choir. But why? Why as we as we're debuting Three Dog Thursday, uh, what uh, July 23rd? Why why do why do we have to cancel on July 23rd for October or November or December? I don't understand that uh, right now for any of these sports. Right? It's ignorant, or it, and we don't go into politics, and I won't. But right. there's just a, a, a anti-Trump. Thing going on where everybody wants to be negative, everybody wants to be coronavirus, to stay at home, all that kind of nonsense, and um, it's just become political, and it's either ignorance or political motivation is why. Interesting. Interesting that that's your take on that, and there is seriousness. I know you're saying this. There is seriousness. There, are, there have been a lot of serious illnesses and death. But at the same time, if you're socially distancing, if you have masks on, if precautions are being taken, if guidelines are in place, I understand where you want sports to resume. And again, we'll talk more college football coming up, but the hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars of lifeblood of athletic departments that are on the line if you don't play, if you don't play at all, or even if you delay uh, that's a, that's another component on this. All right, so uh, the opposite of not delaying is the NBA. The NBA restarting next week. They're in the bubble in Orlando with the teams arriving and working out. Uh, you and I are going over some interesting uh, aspects uh, in advance of this. Uh, but uh, you look, uh, so you speak of positivity that the NBA, again, uh, conducted over 300 coronavirus tests uh, two weeks ago and last week in their bubble and in their setting and had zero, zero positive tests. That's outstanding uh, for trying to get this off the ground at the Disney Wide World of Sports and be able to have practices, have hotel accommodation, have games, etc. That is good news, and it's about to be here, Brian, where the, where the NBA is going to start with some of these scrimmage games and then play for real coming next Thursday with the resumption of their regular season. The bubble is working, and it will continue to work. It reminds me of the, what the UFC is doing over in Fight Island. As long as they don't have knuckleheads that you know leave the bubble and get infected and bring it back and, and go undetected that they left the bubble. I mean, I think they're doing a pretty good job of, of catching people if they're trying to do that. Like we mentioned last week, Holmes got sent a 10-day quarantine. The bubble's <laughs> going to work, man. And and the you know, and the longer we go, the less teams and less players that are there right. to monitor. It, it, the bubble's going to work. Um, so I love that. All right. So uh, one of the things that we have discussed for underdog purposes is the resumption of the regular season chase for the eighth seed in the West, and that again is Memphis holding it down with a three and a half game lead over New Orleans, Portland, and Sacramento. So. Eight games or seven games, depending on your schedule, remain 
It's eight for most of the teams. It's seven for a couple of them. Uh, again, uh, I like the Pelicans at three to one to be able to catch up uh, to the Memphis Grizzlies, who may have the tougher schedule to hang on to that spot. Now, the Grizzlies are going to have to lose a lot of games to lose a three and a half game lead in the final seven or eight games. But I, that's an attractive bet to me. But you're saying, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. One big factor involving Zy- uh, Zion Williamson. Yeah, so he left the bubble on the 16th uh, last Thursday, and it, they've kept it very private. You know, we can all obviously speculate that has to do with the, the, the little court matters. Of, of the the lawsuit involving people that are suing <laughs> trying to be his agents and are claiming he got paid to go to Duke with Nike money. I mean, uh, in absence, here's the way I always love to phrase it, Brian. In absence of an explanation, you let all of us speculate and connect the dots. And that one is not hard to connect the dots on, right? Not no, not hard. No, no, it's not. Uh, I hear you on that. But, you know, their claim, uh, family emergency matter, <laughs> which maybe could fit under what we are speculating <laughs> on. But whatever the case may be, it's important because – to get back into the bubble, and also note Montrez Harrell, who was one of the best six men and best big men in the league for the Clippers, he also had to leave the bubble and described it as an emergency family matter, private, whatever. Um, so when you leave the bubble, you to get back into the bubble, you have to test negative like three or four times over a four- to five-day period in which you were in quarantine. So they, they open on Thursday uh, against Utah – and if Zion hopes to play in that game, he's got to be back in Orlando at the Monday at the late, absolute latest to get, you know, get into quarantine and pass all that before rejoining his team. So uh, and another thing about Zion, he's looked like, you know, we were worried about, you know, some guys maybe uh, gaining a pandemic 15, like a freshman 15. Right. Zion looks great. He looks like he's lost some fat and added some muscle. He looks wonderful. So uh, I agree with you. I like New Orleans as long as Zion's back in the bubble, which hopefully will have that'll be clear by the end of the weekend on Monday. And again, they are supposed to play on Thursday of next week and then right back on Saturday. You would have to believe that the Pelicans, their staff, uh, they have been in communication with Zion Williamson on, on, hey, here's the timeline. You have got to be back here and get tested so that we make sure that you're healthy uh, and able to play and cleared to play because otherwise they've got to revamp what they're thinking of doing from a game plan standpoint and who you utilize and that kind of stuff if he's not going to be available. So let's see how that works out. I know Russell Westbrook is the same thing where Westbrook had tested positive but now he's in that quarantine waiting to be cleared to, be, to begin practicing again with OKC. Well, I, be, I believe he, he was cleared. Uh, uh, he has been cleared and is going to practice today. I saw that uh, on Twitter about an hour ago. So Westbrook has done his quarantine. He has done whatever, three, four negative tests. He's ready to go and is going to practice today. Well, and interesting again on the NBA's uh, schedule because uh, for Oklahoma City, they're jockeying around that four or five spot uh, with the NBA resuming this. And again, I'm on the record one more time. I want to see the basketball. I believe they waited way too long, Brian Edwards, to do this. I think they should have been playing in June, and I thought they should have advanced directly to the postseason. I understand there's some money motivation for trying to get regular season TV money paid out to the different teams. Uh, What doesn't get said in that is you've got eight teams that aren't participating in this, and the NBA is apparently going to either cover the most or, or all of their TV money when they're not involved in this and they didn't get to play their remaining regular season games for the, for the, uh, the TV packages. So uh, the regional and local TV packages being paid out. So again, I'm on the front end that there can be all kinds of problems here with how long they waited and resuming the regular season. I believe they should have just started with the playoffs. Played a, played a couple of scrimmages and go play the playoff games, best of seven. They didn't ask me. We'll see how it goes. Uh, with the NBA, but I, I like the Pelicans there as an underdog to catch Memphis as the eight seed while we're talking Three Dog Thursday. All right, so Brian Edwards, MajorWager.com, and Vegas Insider. Love his insight on Three Dog Thursday. Let's move on to college football, and I know you're interested 
in several different things uh, with the college game uh, right now. The first thing is the schedules are, are up in the air, and we're trying to determine who is going to be able to play out-of-conference schedules uh, while a lot of these different teams were trying to figure out if they're going to play conference only in the SEC, the Big Ten, the ACC. A lot of uncertainty, but there there are some games that apparently are going to move forward. Some of these out-of-conference early season games involving SEC and ACC teams, etc., apparently are going to go on. And, and you were mentioning about Alabama and BYU as maybe a solution because the USC, the Southern Cal Alabama game, has apparently gone away for Labor Day weekend at Jerry's World in North Texas. Uh, but what, what do you make of this? Just a general comment about uh, some of these schools, some of these conferences are saying, hey, we're still going to play the out-of-conference games. Damn right. Let's play football. I mean, all of these kids are, first off, they are all in great shape and young, so they have better than a 99% chance of surviving if they get COVID. Most of these COVID cases we've seen, whether it be Clemson, LSU, West Virginia, most of these kids are asymptomatic. I mean, they have the same chance of dying in a car crash as they do. And, And look, if these kids are not within a football team environment, they're probably working out at a local gym. And, I mean, how many kids – South Florida is considered one of the hot spots of the nation, certainly, if not the world. How many, how many kids do you think play in the SEC, ACC, all over the country that are from South Florida? These guys are be- better off on campus with sports nutritionists, sports medical people, getting free health care and top of the line. Let's play football. Let's get these kids – you know, in, you know, where most of them are, uh, I mean, a couple of uh, schools have paused their workouts because of some tests, but absolutely, let's play football. Let's get some games scheduled. I know that the SEC is hell-bent on doing that. We see that with Alabama. I'm, I'm forgetting off the top of my head, um, you know, who else had games with the Pac-12 and the um, and the Big Ten out of the SEC. I feel like Ole Miss, who was Ole Miss opening with? Right, there's, a, there's two or three other yeah. ones that have already been nixed, correct. Uh, With some different ones. Well, but you're you're echoing the point, too, that Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, made on HBO's Real Sports program that aired on Tuesday night. uh, The exact point that you made, which is if you're talking about stopping the spread and not infecting the athletes, would you rather have them working out at home or in their home market, different gyms or a controlled environment with their football program, their training staff, athletic doctors, and more stringent testing, more regular testing. Uh, So that's part of the argument here to be able to go uh, and play the games. All right, a couple of other subjects to cover with you uh, real quick. I I know a a a Nebraska uh, star wide receiver is now eligible to play somewhere else, right? And we need to keep an eye on this as it stands right now. Give me the, uh, the lowdown. Yeah, J.D. Spielman, star-wide receiver for Nebraska. He is third in Nebraska football history in career catches with 170 and receiving yards, 2,456. He's also got three career special teams touchdowns. He is transferring to TCU, where he is eligible right away. And Gary Patterson also scored 2019 five-star outside linebacker Marcel Brooks, who had one-and-a-half sacks. Uh, for LSU in a reserve role as a true freshman last year. He's transferring to TCU. Now, whether he'll get a waiver to play right away is unknown, but Jeremy Clark of Horn Frog Blitz has reported that J.D. Spielman has a waiver. He can play right away for the Frogs, so that's big news. On the flip side, bad news for Air Force. Donald Hammond, their star QB, likely out for the season. Mm. Um, the, the terminology was uh, – um, here, I've got it right here. His status as a cadet uh, <laughs> is uh, no longer a cadet in good standing is what the verbiage was. He led yeah. them to 11-2 record last year. Their backups have zero career wow. there's a good There's a good linebacker on the grad transfer market, Arizona's Tony Fields. He's fielding offers from UCLA, USC, Minnesota, Texas, among others, the Vols lost a defensive lineman starter, Emmett Gooden, dismissed yep. from the program last week. And Bronco Mendenhall with a nice score, stealing from McIlwain, a second-team All-Mac tight end, and Tony Poljan, who will be eligible right away for the Wahoos. How about that? So that's a lot of uh, litany there. 
Uh, Emmett Gooden, a domestic violence situation, kicked off, and he's one of their best defensive linemen at Tennessee. Back to the Air Force quarterback, not in good standing. Oh, if we had that standard in our lives, Brian Edwards, you and me, not in good standing. But it's just it's just different at the service academies. Uh, that could mean anything. It could mean academics. It could mean something else, caught drinking, underage. It could mean all kinds of things. The service academies are different. And as you mentioned, they don't have an experienced backup quarterback uh, right now. So Air Force is trying to figure that out. I want your thought, too, on uh, I I did tease this uh, with you on these games, these massively popular games that have sprung up the last 10 years or so, especially Labor Day weekend. Uh, the the, uh, Peach Bowl and Chick-fil-A and the kickoff games that are also related uh, to the Peach Bowl, the playing of the Peach Bowl New Year's Six game later on in the year. Tons of money flowing through it for the schools. Right now, there's three of those games that are supposed to be played Labor Day weekend. Florida State, West Virginia in Atlanta, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Georgia Bulldogs, Virginia, speaking of Bronco Mendenhall and Virginia Cavaliers. And uh, then Auburn and North Carolina, uh, and and basically the CEO of the Peach Bowl, Gary Stoken, uh, has said, hey, we are going to go ahead and play those games. Uh, there may be no fans. It doesn't look like they're going to be fans in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Brian, what's your reaction there? They're moving forward with playing those out-of-conference games this weekend. Or uh, that, that my weekend. Reaction go ahead. Is, my reaction is, damn right, hell yeah, love it. And I like West Virginia plus six against <laughs> FSU. Um, and we may have talked about that one early in the summer. West Virginia played uh, their last three weeks of the season. They won outright twice as a 14-point road underdog as they um, they went to Dogey, uh, the new QB, and he played well down the stretch. And that was a team playing out the string for a new head coach in Neil Brown, but they were playing out the string with passion and purpose. No bowl bid in the picture, but yet they were still – uh, playing hard down the stretch, that's a good sign of buy-in. And also, uh, Vic Koenig, um, uh, Brown's D.C. at West Virginia, uh, agreed to part ways with the school. There had yep. been some mistreatment of players' accusations a few weeks back, and that went down this morning. So, yeah, he's not going to be there. So interesting on whether Florida State and West Virginia will actually play. And this CEO, Gary Stokan, also made it clear, hey, we, we have at our facility the ability here in and around the start of the NFL with the Falcons to, to host and house other games if other schools want to come play uh, here in Atlanta uh, in this controlled environment uh, inside at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, they can come and play. And he was specifically mentioning Notre Dame uh, as well as uh, other schools that, that might be interested in playing there. So we'll see if those games are going to come off. Again, that is for Labor Day weekend, still about six weeks out. All right. Uh, again, Brian Edwards with us for a few more moments. Uh, I love him hanging out. Uh, you could find him at uh, Vegas B. Edwards on Twitter. Find him also through MajorWager.com. And you love talking ultimate fighting, the MMA. The UFC Fight Island is still going on. They'll televise on ESPN again this Saturday for the UFC card. And you like a couple of underdogs again real quick, or at least an underdog parlay as well. Yeah, on the main card, we've got a women's strawweight match between Carla Esparza and and Marina Rodriguez. I like Esparza as a plus-150 dog. She has won three fights in a row. She is the former champion in this division. She's on a nice roll. I think she'll wrestle her way to victory. And I do have favorites in my parlay, but if it pays out plus money, we can call it an underdog play. <laughs> so it's a three-fight parlay. Uh, I like Shogun Hua to beat Little Nog. Little Nog is 44. This is his final career fight. I think Shogun will take him out. He's about a minus 185 favorite, which is too expensive on the straight price. Uh, then I like this guy is going to be a superstar, Kazmat Shiamev. He is a Swede. He made his debut last Wednesday. Then he told Dana he won easily, total domination. He goes, Dana, I want to fight again next Saturday on a 10-day turnaround. He's going to try to be the first guy to ever win two UFC fights in 10 days. And he is fighting Rice McGee, and he is a minus – 1,200 favorite, which is you only see those prices with in, with Amanda Nunez in her current form and Ronda Rousey, John Jones, and Anderson Silva back in the day. You don't ever see a favorite 
north of a thousand. And so he he didn't help our parlay much, but in a three teamer, I also uh, am going with Alex Oliveira, who is about a minus one eighty favorite, and the three of those together in a parlay gets a one plus one seventy six payout. So that's Chiamev, Oliveira, and Shogun Hua in a three fight parlay. <laughs> UFC Fight Island three Saturday ESPN fourteen fight. I can't remember the last time we had fourteen fights. On wow. The I love you saying hua. I'm thinking Al Pacino, Son of a Woman, early 90s, and his Academy Award uh, nominated performance there. Uh, you did great with all the names. You didn't. I, I can't help you that much with those names. You did great with all the names. And they can find out more on this. You've got your UFC picks up uh, via your Twitter, also on Vegas Insider. They can find out more about what you like for the UFC fights real quick as well, right? Yeah, I'll have a detailed breakdown on Vegas Insider and Major Wager by Friday afternoon. And let me correct myself, there's 15 fights on this wow. card, not 14. And I can't remember the last time there were 14. So big So show, again, uh, just, as a, just as a general comment, Dana White is doing a fantastic job with that fight island. Again, controlled environment like a bubble. It's over in the Middle East in the UAE, United Arab Emirates. Uh, they're on a 10-mile square island with restaurants and accommodation, frequent testing. Nobody leaves the 10-mile the fight island bubble, if you will. He's got the fighters there, and it's, and it's enabling him not just to have like a three or four or five fight card, but a 15-fight card with all the fighters. So he looks, he looks very smart for having the forethought of putting all of this together and the expense of putting all of this together and have the fighters buy in and come over there with what he's able to put on for these shows. And even smarter is that they are concerned now, like these next set of fights in August are supposed to be at the Vegas Apex Center uh, where they had some fights before the Fight Island month started, you know, back in uh, May and June after Jacksonville. And now there's, they're worried about Nevada shutting down. And if so, they've already talked with Abu Dhabi. They're just going to take them all to Fight Island. So this this is not, this, this, you know, they were planning four shows on Fight Island. This is not the last of Fight Island. We're going to be seeing more of Fight Island. Now, whether we see it here in the coming weeks in August, we don't know, but we will be seeing more of Fight Island this fall for sure. And we do not mean Fantasy Island with Mr. Rourke and Tattoo back in the 70s and the 80s. Brian gets that reference. Our older listeners will get that (laughs) reference. The plane, the plane, come to the Fight Island uh, on that. I love it. Uh, Listen, I always love your insight. We're, We're looking forward to baseball being back. Uh, the NBA shortly, the NHL shortly, hopefully the football soon enough. We've got the UFC, the boxing, the NASCAR, uh, the, the PGA Tour golf that's ongoing. Got a major championship coming up on the PGA Tour in August in San Francisco. So a lot of sports back in here. Tell them more if they're looking to wager about how they find you and where they find your information. Brian Edwards, one more time. On Twitter, at Vegas B. Edwards, and they can uh, find me, my content, VegasInsider.com and MajorWager.com. And if you want to follow Major Wager's Twitter, at MajorWagerUno. Thanks, TJ. Have a great weekend. Enjoy it. Still to come, our roundtable coming up, talking a lot of baseball. Al Dukes from WFAN and the Boomer and Geo Morning Show. Weekday mornings on The Fan, the sports radio Goliath in New York, as well as CBS Sports Network on the TV simulcast. Al will be here talking New York and baseball. Chris Raby will be here as well from KMOX, the mighty KMOX, one of the most powerful radio stations uh, in the country, figuratively and literally the home of the St. Louis Cardinals. Lots of baseball with Al and Chris still to come here on the podcast. Three Dog Thursday brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast and the football tournament is closing out Friday night and Saturday night to decide who gets their share of $10,000 in my bookie credits. You just have to go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash allthingscomedy or ATC. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash ATC for all the info. And yes, the sports are back. Yes, we've had NASCAR and golf and MMA with the, the UFC fighting championships and boxing, but now we're about to add Major League Baseball coming this weekend, the NBA and the NHL resuming, including with their playoffs, soon to be football as well, and my bookie has got it all for you. They've got up-to-the-minute odds on all your favorite teams with the start of the Major League Baseball season coming up. Keep track of everything, and it's easy. You bet, you win, and you get paid with my bookie. And right 
right now, we've got a great promo code offer that is going. They'll match your initial bonus if you're a first-time user for up to $1,000 on MyBookie. So again, they've got that match going, plus take advantage this weekend when you sign up with our promo code SGP and you get a $10 MLB futures bet for the upcoming season before the season starts. So get in before everything gets underway on Friday as you're hearing us on Three Dog Thursday. Again, use the promo code SGP when you're signing up at MyBookie. Remember, it's very simple at MyBookie. You bet, you win, they pay. And use our promo code SGP. We're also brought to you in part by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay-per-head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. And Three Dog Thursday brought to you in part by Jock Market, where daily fantasy becomes like the stock exchange. Buy and sell shares of players with other users in real time, and each share has a guaranteed payout based on the final rankings. Again, whether it's the PGA Tour, where the game locks on Wednesday and plays all through the weekend, buy and sell those golfers while the tournament is going on from hole to hole, front nine to back nine. The NBA about to restart their season, and again, when the games get underway in a given day, you don't like how a player is performing, trade him. Go and buy another player. The shares go up and down according to how the performance is all you got to do is get in the game for free with jock market here's how you do it go to the apple store and look under jock market jock mkt and get the free app it's also coming as well in the android google play store under jock market jock mkt download the app it'll take you two or three minutes to sign up free to enter free 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 to enter pga tour contest NBA contests that are going on daily. And again, it's different than daily fantasy. If your player stinks and you want to get rid of them and dump them and trade them for another player and their stock going up, going down during the games and while the games are going on, make your trades of your players with Jock Market. Again, simple to find, easy to play, buy and and sell the individual player shares with Jock Market. You'll stay in the game with Jock Market. Go to jockmarket, jockmkt.com for more information. Jock Market in the Apple Store. Again, jockmkt. Search jockmkt to find it in the Apple Store, soon to be in the Android Store as well. You stay in the game with Jock Market. The dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is TJ Reeves. Three Dog Thursday does continue. Our roundtable is here for another edition. It's baseball. Baseball starting up, and I have got a couple of guys to help me sort it out. First up, from the mighty KMOX in St. Louis, Chris Raby from that station and part of the St. Louis Cardinals coverage. Hanging out in the Midwest. You're looking good with the backwards hat, the KMOX uh, properly framed in the shot. It is outstanding to have baseball back, and it's outstanding to have you on the show. Yes, it's great. I can uh, finally stop uh, worrying about my home studio, I guess, and get back to a ballpark, get back to our KMOX studios. And yeah, just excited. It, it kind of feels like almost the beginning of spring training when you're eager to see a team in another uniform and, and hopefully continue all systems go, guys, and uh, uh, get into this baseball season. No doubt. Also with me, uh, a guy that has returned my phone call now for about 15 years since he made it to the big time in New York with WFAN, one Al Dukes. Al is part of the very successful Boomer and Geo morning show in New York on WFAN and also CBS Sports Network. And a dirty little secret that Al cut his teeth as a sports radio producer working with yours truly, and it didn't scar him forever. Uh, right. Pimp of the WFAN, how you been? Good to see you. Oh, I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. I worked with you, TJ, when there was uh, no baseball in Tampa. 
there was only uh, the Buccaneers and the Orlando Magic. Yeah, ba- basically, we talked Shaq and Penny, the Bucks, a little bit of Lightning. <laughs> we talked O.J. Simpson the first year that you and I were together yeah. every day in 95. Can we be that old? Raby was like in diapers in 95 while Al and I were doing sports radio, which became O.J. Simpson radio. Yeah. So, so now it has become – COVID-19, we've had sports on hold. It's been bizarre. Chris, uh, to you first, what has it been like in the St. Louis market without the Cardinals, with the Blues, the defending Stanley Cup hockey champions, season put completely on hold, having to wait? What has that been like right now for the last few months, real quick? Yeah, it's been odd. I think that especially because when everything really was paused back in March, guys, we were getting to, A, the point of the NHL season where – we were just about to get into the postseason, and last year was such an incredible ride for Blues fans, and the experience in St. Louis was so incredible that people were getting really amped up for that. And then we were getting to the point of spring training where kind of decisions are made and rosters start to get pared down, and we really start to see some actual movement. So to have the rug kind of pulled out from underneath everyone at, at that exact moment was brutal. And, you know, we've kind of gotten by – over the last few months by playing old games and, um, you know, <laughs> doing different interviews and profiles. But, you know, at some point, uh, nothing can replace actual live sports. I think everyone feels that way, especially in a market where, you know, Cardinals baseball really drives everything. I, I tell people it's, it's almost like SEC football in the South is what Cardinals baseball is in St. Louis. So to be able to get that back um, and, and to be able to, have at least some semblance of live baseball, even if it is inner squad and Cardinals versus Cardinals over the last couple of weeks has been a nice appetizer. And now, thank goodness, we're going to get some actual baseball because we've kind of reached, again, that that spring training tipping point where uh, you're ready to see another team or you're going to start banging your head against sure. the wall. Uh, Al Duke, same question to you. You're in the number one media market in the country, if not the world. The New York pan- fans very passionate about their teams. And then everything dead bang came to a halt. What have the last few months been like dealing with the New York sports fans? Well, since uh, New York City itself was also at one point the epicenter of coronavirus, you know, we talked a lot about that. Uh, you know, we, we are a place to take phone calls uh, for people just talking about coronavirus, talking about sports. Uh, you know, we're fortunate. I always think of like the New York market is fortunate in some ways and not fortunate in other ways. Fortunate in that we have at least two teams in every sport. So there's more news to go around. Unfortunate in that, like in a place like St. Louis, everybody's rooting for the Cardinals. In New York, it's like split. It's like these people are uh, Yankee fans. So if you're going to do an hour on the Mets, you know, are you turning some people off? So uh, we've gotten by just on uh, how we keep getting different uh, news stories about when sports is returning, who's going to be allowed to have fans, how are we testing players, you know, so, you know, like we had the the Brooklyn Nets, who we wouldn't normally talk about a lot because the Knicks have a team in New York. But because they had like every day they had another person coming down with coronavirus, that became a story. And in the morning, we, we do have always done a little more lifestyle, pop culture stuff. So I, I think of all the day parts, uh, the morning show at WFAN was less hurt by uh, lack of sports because we don't really do nuts and bolts sports all that much in the morning. And then our one of our main segments every hour, we have a, a interactive update where we would normally be playing play by play and post game sound. And our update guy Jerry Recco, he just started searching podcasts to like the Shack podcast, you know, finding athletes and what they were saying about the virus and how it was affecting them. We we replaced play by play cuts and updates with those sorts of things. Had to get very creative. That's the voice of Al Dukes uh, with WFAN, part of the Boomer and Geo Morning Show. You see Al's mug on the on the video that they have going on CBS Sports Network. Uh, also, Chris Raby is with me here from KMOX Radio. So if you're only hearing us, I say this all the time on the podcast, if you're only hearing us through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
uh, Google Podcasts, wherever you find us on the podcast. Subscribe to the audio version, but find the video version on YouTube. Subscribe to the Three Dog Thursday YouTube page. You'll see what we look like in the video roundtable segment uh, as we kick all of this and stuff around. Welcome. So do both. Yeah, and, and Raby is just, he's <laughs> ravishing today. He's got the red. He's got about two days worth of growth on the beard. I love it. He's got the COVID uh, backwards hat. I don't have it's the hat month, on today. Bro. I got the hat, yeah. got the hat on over my shoulder. All right, so let's go along the same lines with baseball resuming. So baseball back this weekend. They're excited in Tampa Bay. Uh, the Rays won 96 games a year ago, as I keep saying. There was so much anticipation for the start of the season. Everything stopped. Now it's going to resume. The Rays are playing the first weekend at home uh, with the Blue Jays and with uh, the Atlanta Braves, I believe, is the other team. You guys can enlighten me. I believe I believe Yankees are home and I believe Cardinals are home, but you can enlighten me. The first thing I want to cover, and I'm showing this on the screen, so again, uh, find the video version uh, of the podcast, is the talk about no fans being in the stands. Uh, Aaron Boone saying to the Yankees website that, hey, we may be able to use this to our advantage. What, what else is he going to say? You got nobody there. You got no crowd. Al, do you first, do you buy this about, uh, you know, is it an advantage for one team or another to not have anybody there? No, I don't think it's an advantage for anybody because uh, the only thing first uh, team it's an advantage to is the Houston Astros, who I guess are going to get booed everywhere they play. <laughs> so that's an advantage for them. But I don't know. I, I always think when when both teams are playing with, by the same rules, it's not an advantage to anybody. You know, I like kind of the cardboard cutout fans that they're doing <laughs> in some of the parks. It's kind of funny. Right. But honestly, a lot of times when you watch baseball, uh, you know, the expensive seats are the ones that you see on TV, and they're empty a lot of times anyway. Like even Yankee Stadium, those seats behind home plate are very expensive. They're all sold, but the people are downstairs eating sushi. They're not on the screen anyway for a lot of time. You know, it's, it, it's, you know I punch, I punch up a game in, uh, in Boston. It's packed back there. I'm like, oh, a lot going on here. So I'm used to watching baseball as a fan even with not seeing a whole lot of people in the stands. So I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference if audio-wise uh, for the fan listening on, uh, on while watching on TV, if they make that feel normal, I think we'll be all right. And they have been piping in a little bit of crowd noise. And Chris, you've actually been broadcasting a couple of games so far on KMOX. How weird has it been? Because normally you'd have some buzz, some chatter, crack of the bat, crowd erupts. You don't have that right now. What has that been like? Yeah, it's definitely a little weird, and, and doing some of the games over the last week was definitely a bit of an adjustment period just because you keep kind of staring down and you don't want to keep saying, you know, oh, man, there's there's nobody in the ballpark. But um, I think once the game actually starts, it's baseball. And I think that we're going to see across sports uh, some really, really cool things in terms of um, you know, in the NHL bubble, I know that they were bringing in a bunch of different uh, game coordinators or in-game entertainment coordinators, the people that actually put on the in-game presentation. I've heard that, you know, they're taking different crowd mixes and uh, looking at different ways to kind of come up with um, uh, how they're going to play crowd noise on a breakaway or after a big save. Baseball, it's going to be maybe a little bit harder to – to figure that out because there aren't exactly the cut and dry um, crowd reactions like there are in an NHL game. Like I listen to a hockey game on the radio, you know, guys, you can almost tell like what's happening based on the crowd. Like if sure. it's a home game, if it's a road game and you know, baseball, it might be a little more challenging because a lot of the downtime in between pitches, you kind of hear the murmur of the crowd and um, that sometimes can be fodder for the broadcasters. So it'll be something they have to figure out, but you know, more than anything, uh, I think people want to see the game. And I think that, uh, you know, like anything, once we start watching and, and once the game actually returns, it'll become to some extent the new normal. Who knows what happens a month or two down the road. I know some places are, are hopeful to get fans in. I know NASCAR is already saying, come on in, we'll take you. Right. And, uh, yeah, yeah, they had 30,000 fans at the Bristol All-Star Race back uh, last uh, last week. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, there have been ways to bring some fans back to some of these different events, and we'll see uh, if that continues. That's the voice of Chris Raby. Follow him at C, and then I'll spell it H-R-A-B-E, C Raby on uh, Twitter. Follow Al. I love the handle at Al's Boring Tweets, uh, and they are, they are far from boring. It's good sarcasm, good 
good play on words. Uh, and again, wherever you're finding us, thank you for listening to us on the podcast through Apple Podcasts, through Spotify, through Google Podcasts. Subscribe away. Also, find the roundtable, the video roundtable. And guys, for one second, let me get a plug in here that we're sponsored in part by our friends at Jock Market. Uh, if you're just seeing us here on the podcast, uh, again, go find Jock Market if you're listening to us on the web at jockmkt.com. They have got PGA Tour, uh, basically stock market of sports game going on right now. They're about to have an NBA game when the NBA season starts up. You buy, sell, and trade players during the live action, live trading of actual players, and their values go up or down according to how they're playing uh, in the game. So again, go to Jock Market, find it in the Apple Store. It's coming shortly if it's not already there for Android users in the Google Play Store. They are sponsors, and again, they've got an NBA game coming. You lock in for the PGA Tour every Wednesday, pick your favorite golfers, and then you can buy, sell, trade, do whatever you want while the tournament's going on. You don't like how Tiger's playing? Trade him away. Basketball starts. LeBron's having a great first quarter, and you want to buy him? Go buy more LeBron stock. You buy, sell, and trade players with Jock Market during the games. Again, go to jockmkt.com. You're seeing it on the screen on the video roundtable. Again, for the audio podcast, find Jock Market under Jock MKT. Jock Market in the App Store, in the Apple Store, and also the Google Play Store. Uh, they are sponsors here of what we're doing on Three Dog Thursday, and I know they're excited about the start of the NBA season. Hey, quick answer because I want to move on to one more thing, and then i got to get you both out of here because I promised you we wouldn't uh, tarry forever. Are either one or both of you pumped about the NBA season? As you said, Al, there's not a lot in New York. I'll go to you first. Uh, do we? Uh, New Yorkers care? Do you care right now with the NBA resuming in Orlando? What's the honest truth? Well, New York is really a Knicks town, and they're irrelevant at this point. So uh, I don't know that people care all that much about basketball locally, but I do think that if, if games started showing up on TV with LeBron and the other stars of, of the NBA, New York market would really be into it. Mr. Raby, you're in the Midwest. Uh, St. Louis used to have an ABA team. It's not an NBA town, but you're not far from some other, you know, Chicago, et cetera, Indianapolis that's around, and they're going to be in the, the Pacers are going to be involved at least anyway uh, out of the Midwest. The Milwaukee Bucks are north of you, but what about the NBA? Do you care? Does St. Louis really care right now about the resumption? Just curious. St. Louis doesn't, but I couldn't be more excited. Um, I grew up in Chicago, and I worked in Memphis for three and a half years <clears throat> covering and traveling uh, with the Grizzlies when <clears throat> excuse me, they had the grit and grind, the Zebo Marcus All team. So I'm an NBA junkie. I can't get enough of it. Um, my brother worked for the Bucks, so I'm thrilled. You know, I remember, though, last year, Al, uh, New Yorkers, we're having the debate, would there be enough touches for both Zion Williamson and Kevin Durant? So um, <laughs> we'll see We'll see how they talk themselves into it. And last um, I checked, the number of touches is the same, zero yeah, for yeah. Durant and for Zion yeah. with the Knicks because everybody yeah, but, was convinced. But, but I'm so excited. And, again, similar to the NHL, the fact that we're going to have, like, to some extent – the first two days of March Madness in terms of games every day, all day, or, or maybe the better comparison is like the weird Thanksgiving week where there's like all these random tournaments that start at 11 a.m. in college basketball and go until midnight. We're going to have games all day, every day. And I think the NBA will be really cool in terms of the, you know, small gyms in Orlando right. and the no fans and getting maybe to hear some stuff. So yeah, I'm thrilled um, about the NBA. I think it's going to be really exciting. I think some of the matchups, are really exciting. Uh, can't wait to see uh, the Grizzlies uh, in the action in the West. And, um, yeah, we'll see, uh, you know, how many all-stars end up on the Knicks doorstep at the end of this year. <laughs> we'll find out on that front. All right, so let's fool around before we get out of here on Three Dog Thursday. One more time with Chris Raby. You were just hearing from him on KMOX in St. Louis. If you're only hearing us on the podcast, Al Dukes also here. El Duque. I love me some Al Dukes from the Boomer and Geo Morning Show. All right, time uh, to talk about what have we been doing during COVID. I have got to, I, I have got to share this for the audience that my man uh, Dukes was on a cooking segment. It was cooking with Al Dukes. And we're watching that now on the video screen, brother Raby, uh, as, as you were cooking, I believe chicken and vegetables this night back in April with all of your crew on the video, including Boomer and Geo, just mocking you while you cooked that night in the kitchen, Al. How has cooking with Al been going in recent weeks since this video? 
Well, it started, uh, you know, we were looking for things to do on social media with uh, no sports and things, and Boomer decided he was going to cook one day, and he cooked like this elaborate, you know, meal <laughs> with separate bowls for everything, and then uh, I, during the week, because uh, I'm so regimented with waking up early and all that stuff, I eat the same dinner every night, chicken, chicken and vegetables, sweet potatoes, and broccoli. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll show everybody how I make it and prepare it every single night. So that's what I did. But it was mainly just a round table of people mocking. And when Boomer did his cooking segment, we all mocked him as well. So whoever's cooking gets mocked. It's good to know that as we're watching you prepare this that, here and your, co- and your colleagues and cook the chicken and prepare the pan. Again, you got to find <laughs> the video roundtable. Boomer, Boomer looks like he's a couple of drinks in there. Oh, yeah. Having a nice, having a nice evening watching Al cook and just horrified <laughs> at you making the chicken in your kitchen. And you've got all the quarters stacked up there on the table cooking with Dukes uh, that took place. But you were, you were making chicken and vegetables back in the 90s. It's good to know that you've oh, remained yeah. monogamous to that meal. I don't change. I, want, I find something I like, and I just keep rolling with it. <laughs> it's outstanding. So, Chris Raby, I have to ask you, I don't have video. What have you been doing during COVID? Is it cooking? Is it reading? We've been doing jigsaw puzzles in my house with the wife and the, and the 12-year-old twins, Star Wars jigsaw puzzles that take days to sort out 300, 500,000-piece puzzles. What do you got going on in the, uh, in the Raby pad during COVID when we haven't had games? Uh, working on my gin, so trying to get my handicap down uh, closer to single digits. Gin, wait, wait, gin, um, the card game, oh, not G-H-I-N. gin, the alcohol. Yes. Yes, yes, okay, yes. Yes, yeah, my handicap index. Um, to everyone who said that they were going to um, learn a language or teach themselves some sort of a useful skill, uh, get out of my face because I have done exactly what I usually do. It's actually been nice to get to see some buddies on the golf course and on the golf courses here in St. Louis. So while the weather's been nice, uh, we've been doing that. And that is about it. Um, Really nothing useful or productive whatsoever. A lot of Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, HBO Go, binging. What did you binge? You just peeked me. What did you binge? Did you binge something and you're recommending on TV? Yeah, so which seems like years ago, I got through Ozark. Um, which was the uh, obviously right out at the beginning of quarantine. Um, I watched Succession on oh, HBO. Oh, fantastic. Al, are you a Succession Showtime. guy from HBO? Uh, I tried episode one. I couldn't get into it. How, oh, my God. You gave up after one episode? You should give it at least two or three. There's so many characters. I couldn't. All right. Well, yeah, too involved for Al. If it's above, hey, Al and I went to the theater and watched the Beavis and Butthead movie together. You remember that, don't you? <laughs> So if, if it's above Beavis and Butthead, my man Dukes, Al's boring tweet, struggles to keep up. Uh, what about Billions? Billions is in New York. Paul Giamatti, Damian Lewis as the rivals. Al is shaking his head no. Raby, have you found Billions, the Showtime show, yet? Absolutely. See, these uh, Al seems way too highbrow. He's cooking. <laughs> He's, uh, yeah, it's very, very classy for, for some of these uh, semi-trashy uh, television shows. But bi- Billions, Al, you didn't even try Billions no. with Paul Giamatti as the uh, U.S. attorney and Damian Lewis as the corrupt uh, capital investor and stock manipulator? No, the only thing I find that I find interesting these days is uh, – is documentaries about murders, <laughs> which I'm not sure. That's about. Oh, how about unsolved? How about unsolved mystery? On Netflix? Yeah. He was a big fan. He was Just a big fan back the in the first day. Episode last night, the Ray Rivera. Yeah. I'm oh, into it. The new ones. Okay, so there's a new unsolved oh, mysteries. Yeah. This is not uh, what was it? Robert Stack, right? Was the old actor and the host, yeah, and he would yeah. say, "It's an unsolved mystery." In the trench coat every time. And tell me if you find this as well with watching the unsolved mystery. It's unsatisfying because at the end, it's just like, well, that's it. If you know anything, yeah. give us a I've been trying, Chris, I've been trying to help Al for like the better part of 30 years. The name of the show is Unsolved Mysteries. You know, on the front end, you know, going in that there is no conclusion to this and they might need your help. But when you, when you're watching all these other Netflix documentaries about murders and mysteries, they end and it's like, we found the guy. We got his DNA out of his trash can and he's in jail forever. You're like, awesome. You feel some satisfaction. There is, there is something at the end of Unsolved Mysteries where 
Yeah, and then it's and then we released the guy in Manitowoc, Wisconsin. Then he murdered a bunch more people, and <laughs> now he's back in jail. But, <laughs> All right, so unsolved mysteries we got to look thankfully, into. Al, Thankfully, we have uh, weirdos on Reddit who are trying to solve all these crimes. So I have fallen into Reddit rabbit holes trying to figure out, no pun intended, uh, how that dude fell into that hole. Check it out, TJ. Okay, yeah. So I got to look into Unsolved Mysteries. But yeah, binge binge watching of of shows. The the twins, by the way, another plug for them, are watching all of the old seasons and episodes of Survivor, the CBS show on the island. I started that as well on Hulu. And I have to to say, if I have to endure one more tribal council, I may be jumping out of a high window at at some point and and voting myself off the island. Every season's the exact same. Yes, where everybody backbites, backstabs, and votes everybody off. Nothing ever changes on the show listen uh this has been tremendous to catch up with both of you again find al as part of the boomer and geo morning show wfan in new york you also do the pre-show right you and jerry do a pre-show and a podcast as well it's kind of the pre-show correct al duke they can find you there as well yeah we go on wfan from from 5 a.m to 6 a.m before boomer and geo comes on they're like the warm-up guy. They're the warm-up act, and then you can find them on CBS Sports Network. Find yeah. Brother Raby, not only on Twitter, it's C-H-R-A-B-E. That's how you spell Raby, C-Raby, out of KMOX. Hear him, though. Cardinal games coming soon, and you're going to be on the call on the broadcast of some of these games. Correct, Chris? Yeah, and we'll start with pregame and postgame on uh, Friday, and then go from there. I think it's going to be uh, one day at a time for everyone, but just excited to uh, start to welcome real sports back into our lives. We all are. That's a great note to end it on. Uh, that'll do it here for the podcast. My thanks also to Brian Edwards, our handicapper from MajorWager.com. Thanks again to Al Dukes, Chris Raby on the video roundtable. Subscribe to the audio podcast, again, through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. Find the video podcast and subscribe on YouTube to Three Dog Thursday. Thank you, Al. Thank you, Chris. And we thank you, audience, for being with us on Three Dog Thursday. Bye. <laughs>